When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My football team's got me drinking. My football team's got me drinking. Give me beer, whiskey, wine, or gin. Anything to shake this, but I'm in. My football team's got me drinking. Back at it again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. We are in the midst of MLS playoffs. We're in the midst of NWSL playoffs. Thad, who just left. Oh, no. Robert just left us. Thad's got a uh, a quick hot minute even for the comments. We've got some comments updates. But before we get to any of that, I do want to start on the, uh, the 2022 MLS salaries came out this week. And uh, we're joined here by, by Kevin Lopez friend of the pod of SKC Fan TV. What's going on, man? Hey, thanks for having me back. Very excited. Yes, we got to get your opinions on what everyone is making. I like to nitpick this kind of thing. Oh yeah. I saw I saw the list and I have I definitely have opinions. <laughs> okay, we get Robert back. Robert is back joining now. We lost Robert. Okay, he is we've got him back. I'm thinking yeah. Kevin knocked Robert off, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> no worries. He's back. Welcome. Thad, why don't you, I want you to get us going here. What is the topic? What stands out to you? I want Thad Bell, the father of the Blue Testament, to to get us going on this subject here. Willie Agata is a great signing for price. (laughs) My man is a steal. That is fantastic. That is definitely the one that stands out to me, I think, as well. Yeah. After that, there's a lot of high salary people that we don't know what will happen to them. Is this the first time we found out for Willie, like the, I, I heard some rumors, but this is like the official, the first time we hear how much he's getting paid. That's, that's wild. Yeah. All the mid season guys, it's the first where Eric, Tommy as well. So, right. I honestly kind of forgot that they do these two times a year. I was thinking we weren't yeah. you know, until next season. So this yeah. one just came late though. Cause I mean, it basically came after the season for, yeah. I thought it came like a little bit sooner than that. Right. Right. So, so the other question is, is where, because we don't have Shallowy's up-to-date information. That's what's missing on this one. So where do you guys think he's at? Any why guess? It, hold on. Let me back up there. Why is it not, why is his info not up-to-date? But everyone Because he signed uh, that extension late and it's just not in the data. Because it'll be for next year. Yeah. I mean, th- that contract will be for next year. So that they wouldn't show up on this year's. So where do you think he at? You think he's at the million mark or you think he's somewhere around 758? What do you guys think? I think he's definitely got to be up there. I mean, he's going to be a TAM player. He's got to be a TAM player at this point, right? I would yeah. think so, yeah. 
and that's above six uh, and a half, right? I think so. Somewhere right in that range, yeah. Where yeah. was he? It was saying he was like right up four. 450,000 range. Yeah, 506 uh, total uh, compensation. Yeah. And that's so that's just the when you say updated as just that was the previous contract and not the new one. Okay. Right. So, right. Yeah. Know. Moving slow today, you guys. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I mean I, I we let's go back to the the two new signings, the ones we just found out about. I think uh, both of those seem quite reasonable to me. Were, were any either of you expecting more or less for Eric Tommy? He is right at 1.2 million, 1.3 million guaranteed. I was a little shocked that it was that high. Um, you know, I didn't think he was that well regarded before he got here, but uh, I guess I was wrong. Huh? Well, is that is that being well regarded? I mean, you know, he's a Bundesliga player. I don't know. It's getting, I don't know. Isn't isn't a uh, every I, Bundesliga player worth a million dollars, probably. I don't know. <laughs> if I mean, yeah. Fontas is coming in from Celta Vigo, and he's at like one point one two five or something. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't that. I'm not that shocked with Tommy that that much. Uh, definitely, I think we all can agree. Maybe we're not shocked with Willie, where meaning where he came from, but mm-hmm. it is definitely a steal from what we from what we got for him. I mean, that is unbelievable. It feels like cheating a little bit. Definitely does, yeah. It's Someone is a genius for that signing, okay? Like, we got to give them credit. It feels like when we signed Daniel Shalloway, a Hungarian person, to a homegrown contract. It feels a little bit like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. P- Peter found the cheat code on that one. Right. Yeah, LA Galaxy plays the the big game of, you know, maybe we can add in another DP, something like that. You know, move move it along on the front end. Sporting KC and Peter Vermees, they play the small game and push the boundaries of the rules on the, on the smaller end. Hey, man, I mean, we're not in that we're not in that amazing market compared to a Los Angeles, a New York or a, a Miami or whatever. So whatever we need to do to sneak them in. <laughs> got to do what you got to do. And we're not. Yeah, gonna, and we, that was why I was a little surprised by Tommy's salary, because of the context, you know, where where Kansas City plays in that salary range. So that's kind of the reason. Well, now, Thad, uh, you may be able to refresh me on this one. This number that we're seeing, that is also the a transfer fee is built into there. Is that is that part of this? I forget. I always forget how this works with the transfer fee. Typically, yes. I, I, the rules change like often enough that I don't want to speak with absolute certainty. But it typically, you like if you sign a guy, you get a transfer fee of a million dollars. That can be pro, like put across all the years of his contract i've heard right. that it can also be front loaded into the first year of the contract which is why kenda may not be a dp next year okay because yeah. because uh, it was front loaded into like the first year or two of his contract again i've had people tell me that can happen but i've had people that know better than me tell me that it can happen so it's we'll mls never know is that how this works we'll we'll just we'll never know i guess until the the salaries come out again next year if it if it drops yeah. And then like one of the other questions is when they show like Eric Tommy's and, and Willie got his salary here, they got to be prorated because they came in in the summer window. Right. So is this their full year contract or just their half year contract? I think it's their full year contract and they would only be paid half of that. But I, if I again, if I said that with certainty, I'd be lying to you. And why don't we know this? All the, all the other sports across this country and soccer leagues across the world. We know these details. Why don't we get to know these things about MLS? What's the difference? Someone help me here. Privacy laws. Uh, <laughs> Travis, Travis Kelsey just renegotiated a contract. We know exactly what happened. We know exactly the money he got paid right now. We know they were freeing up. Every, we know every little teeny tiny thing. So why don't we know these details about MLS? That's a is a great question. <laughs> <laughs> Crickets. Exactly. <laughs> is it that we, the other leagues, they, the teams just announce it because they know it will get leaked. And in this league, that information doesn't get leaked. Is that is that why we're at this point? Why would the teams not want us to know? How about that? Why, why are they hiding it? Why shouldn't we know this information? Yeah, well, it kind of, it goes in with, uh, like, to put our tinfoil hats on. Some people are, kind of have these weird vibes with MLS when it comes to players coming in overseas. Some players having such a hard time uh getting visas and the other players are flying right in you can play Mm -hmm. next week if you would like and it's like 
I don't I don't know if that's just like a whole other thing on its own. But when it comes to off season pod right there, baby. Yeah, yeah, that tinfoil pod, tinfoil, tinfoil pod. Yeah, I think with the salary is weird because I I know in Europe and in South America, at least like with teams I follow, like River, I pretty much know I could just look up you know any time of year or any um, time of the year I could see what players are they're getting signed for, what are their what are their contract negotiations look like. I don't know why that's so weird here, specific specifically MLS. No idea. I do think that part of it is the single entity concept of the league where they, all the players are technically signed to the league and not a team, but they're assigned to a team and all that stuff. So the league controls all that. And the league is all these other leagues that we talk about have been in existence and are separate teams. And they're, you know, they come up and down the league doesn't control it as much. So the league doesn't care if the, everybody knows how much people make where now the league doesn't want everybody to necessarily know. Cause I think there's been a few players come into LA that have obviously made more money than what they showed up on their official contracts. Mm -hmm. So it's the players association that puts these out and the players association puts them out with the agenda of driving the salaries up. So I've been told that not everything that shows up with what the players association puts out is exactly accurate either. They will, uh, sometimes make sure not to put every every lower player's salary there, so, uh, like uh, everything that they could make because they want them to appear lower and they want the guys to appear higher at the top end. So because they want that they want that to drive up everything. So just know the source of this information. You're saying the exactly. players' association yeah. is behooved to not right. make them impressive salaries. Yeah, especially like guys at the lower end. Like, I, I mean, we talked about the steal earlier for Willie, but what about Caden Pierre at 65,000? Right. You know, there's another steal, and he and there's several players down in that range that probably should make 80 or 100 or whatever. And you know, the players association wants you to know that hey, this guy that started you know 15 games and played well when uh, you know Zussi was out deserves more. Mm-hmm. Played very well while Zuzi was out. Right. And I mean, Pulse Camp under 100,000, and he's the, again, he's another guy we has signed a contract for extended contract that we don't know what his future contract will be, but he started how many games this year, and he's at 90,000. Remind me when in the season he signed that? Yeah, I don't know. Was it, I mean, had he been starting at the, when he, when he did it? Or this was before he was the main guy? He did it before he was a main guy. In fact, I think it was done well before it was announced, quite honestly. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Damn for uh, John. Damn for him, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because he's uh, played great. On that note, I saw he both he and Tim Melia got nominated for uh, Save of the Year. Yeah. Pulse Camp, that double save against Portland for Pulse Camp. And then it looks like... Um, Oh, it's, oh, yeah, Seattle Sounders for, for Tim at, at Seattle Sounders. That was a good one. Uh, and this also says nominated save, uh, his fifth nominated save in the last six seasons. I know we keep talking about Fulls Camp and what the future is there, but got to give Timmy his, his due respect there of, uh, of five out of the last six years. He's had a miraculous save that made the, made the top list. Also, on, while we're on Timmy, I have in my calendar, I could have just put this in incorrectly, I have in my calendar uh, at the end of this month is the one year anniversary of the Timmy takedown. What? I believe it is. I believe it is October 30th. Was it on Halloween that that happened? Cause I had it like <laughs> on the 30th or the 31st or something like that. That would make it even better. Yes, we gotta, we gotta remember to uh, make a post about that and talk. Oh yeah, definitely. Or Remind does it, just, does it not come off well? Cause we had such a bad season. I mean, no. they're not in either. Yeah. I mean, who yeah, cares? Exactly. Anytime we can talk about, about a Seattle Sounder getting thrown to the ground, we should do exactly. It. <laughs> hey, we were we were hoping that uh, Pulse Camp would take down the other uh, Roll Dan this year, but he didn't. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, we went. I went to the just one little training session, and he was talking about uh, the upcoming Seattle game, and the other players like uh, like Johnny Russell was like, "Well, we we could do." Uh, a remake of that situation and they everyone looked at john and he was just kind of like (laughs) (laughs) he was just he was just kind of like look at every at everyone kind of nervously but it would have been epic it would have and it's like it seemed like everyone especially like johnny russell was like oh i can't wait for the seattle game i cannot wait 
he was just he didn't want to say any more than that but he was hype which is pretty awesome all right yeah, they don't go ahead then i was just say yeah they don't want to get that out there like you know that they really want to do that game too much because you know, yeah it's bulletin board material but yeah Thad, you mentioned there were a lot of bigger salaries on this list with some questions on there. Who, I assume, besides Yuri Rizel, uh, who else was on that list that you were referring to? Well, I mean, we've we've talked about it in many different forms and podcasts and in writing, but the two center backs, you know, that's two million dollars for two guys who everybody nobody can decide who they would prefer to stay or if they want both to stay or neither to stay i mean it's you could probably survey 10 people and get eight different answers there <laughs> yeah as, as much as i've been a defender of, of fontes and all of that it is just exactly like what you said that's two players that is two million dollars on the roster that literally no one can decide we we go back and forth almost every week on if they're good or not right <laughs> yeah. it was season by season on if he was good or not you know i know he was dealing with injuries and all of that then he was an mvp candidate and then and then now we had another rough season so yeah as much as i've defended him that is obviously i think the biggest question of the offseason undeniably and that is why we we have covered it the blue testament has covered it in many different platforms so go check out all of that content <laughs> well a couple of things about that um so it's a quote from a Chad story last year, how Vermees was saying, if Izzy had stayed healthy all season, he has no doubt that he would have been up for and maybe even one defender of the year. So that's quite a quote from Peter just last year about Izzy. Yeah. Uh, Izzy is younger than Fontes. You know, that's a aspect too. He does make a little less, but uh you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept Fontes because they need that playmaker in the back and maybe sign a left back to maybe take over for him and play uh, half the games and Fontes can split them with him. I don't know, but it's going to be interesting for sure. Kevin, where are you at on our center back situation? I feel like, especially with Fontes, is like we're, I've seen the fans like on Twitter and everything go back and forth, like you said, on both of them. And a lot of the times you would see uh, talk about Fontes. Like he had, I think it was like 2016 or 2017. He, he took Celta Vigo to, or he took, I mean, he was part of the Celta Vigo team that went to a like Europa semifinal, right. or I can't remember if, if it was a semifinal or whatever, but um, like the team looks solid. So I, I would see the comments of going like, well, he's had experience in a high level. He's played and he played well that, that season, but it's kind of like you said, back and forth on him ec is the same thing like uh i didn't know about the, the peter story there but yeah, it always it seems like you would have a solid run and because he's younger you'd be like okay maybe i'll lean more towards him but then i saw Fontas in person that dude is a big man that is a big dude <laughs> that that dude and he had his you know his cast on and everything i was like man i don't know like that's a presence but Fontas is impressive physically he that is definitely true yeah, that's something you want from someone in the back there. But man, if we just just if we want a solid season, we don't want injuries, so we can't be like, well, he's injured half of the year. Yeah. It's so hard. I mean, look, I'm not I'm not a coach for that exact reason. It'd be impossible for me right. to say. But yeah, two million bucks, we got to figure something out. Yeah, I know we're not the Kansas City Royals. This is a different. <laughs> but but Fonte is so nice. He's so yeah. nice, right? That's like, I think yeah. that's how the Royals have picked their players for the majority of my life. <laughs> a good a good locker room guy and that kind yeah. of thing. Good dude. Yeah, good dude. Well, he again, was he was Ilya's buddy, and Ilya's gone. So who right. knows? <laughs> right. Because of because of money. <laughs> that's true. It's a, uh, it's a salary cap league. So you do, you have to manage that. So oh yeah. You, you could get both guys back at less money if they were willing, but. And that's what Vermees said. He said recently, just, you know, there's going to be some salary cap decisions made purely because of that. Yeah. So. How about another defender here? Some would argue, probably argue that Courtney Ford at 150,000 a year was, was a steal at some point. He kind of bailed us out of some dark days uh, you know, I don't know about bailed us out because they were still dark days, but filled in during some very dark days and was at, at you know, for stretches, one of the better players on the team, honestly. And he gave us a lot of holy conversations. <laughs> <laughs> he, and he's another presence. Like, that dude is a big man. He is solid. Yep. He's like, I mean, 
yes, I, I don't see him in getting like in foul trouble as much as uh, as other players, but he's just very like he's very passionate. He's like the type of I'm a big fan of his, so uh, I definitely think that's a steal. And yeah, foul, uh, foul trouble is a good point to bring up. He does seem every team has to have a center back like that, that is capable of making you a little nervous that at any moment they could have some wild tackle and give up a PK. And I definitely think that was, I felt like that with Courtney a little bit, just not that he was, you know, made a lot of them. It was just, you know, he goes for it on every play. I think is where that comes from. I think one time I talked to Daniel Sperry about him making me nervous, like you just said, and there's a defensive player in our who plays for the national team for Argentina, Otamendi, and he is that way too. Yes, he's exactly. like, he is. I literally hold my breath when the ball is in the box. It's like, please, he, he is but, the epitome of that. Of that, yes, guy. that, that yeah. exactly could not be more true from Otamendi. So, so maybe Ford is a little less than that, but I mean, in key moments, he could be so solid. Yeah, but yeah, it's a steal, 150. We're just describing South American defenders almost. Yeah, all, all of them. <laughs> yeah, all of them. They're all the same. <laughs> so, right. and another thing about Ford is in Sporting's system, you need center backs who can be very capable passers. That's one reason that Ike uh, Opara was let go. Um, there are other reasons too, but tactically, that was one reason Ike, because he was not the strongest in passing. Uh, Ford for the season pass at an 81.4% rate. He, he's not as good of a soccer player as either Fontas or Izzy, as far as those type of things go uh, on the ball or passing. Um, let's see, Fontas was at 87.2 and Izzy was at, let me find it here, an 88.1, just looking at that stat. But So that's a consideration too, but Ford certainly has the passion, the physicality, that's for sure. And without going back and looking, I, I think Ford was not always out there with the as many first teamers as the other guys were because of the injuries and stuff. But yeah, I really liked where he was coming on to. He, he seemed to just be growing within the team and stuff because he needed that time to adapt. And that's when he got the concussion and then the, the, the smoothie ban. <laughs> Before we move on to other sporting or other Kansas City soccer stuff. Let's um, I know this is not new news, but let's talk about the three young designated players. We, um, we, we saw their salaries earlier this year, but I did want to want to talk about them now that we've had a full season of them under 22 initiative. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Did I say under 20? Yes. The U 22 initiative. DP. All right. Gotcha. Isn't that, isn't okay. that, aren't they technically, is that, are they not technically U 22 DPs? That was just like a Hell, I don't know. This is there, there's, Come on, man. <laughs> there's a young DP classification, right. which right. The, which could be confusing if you said it that way. That's only. I mean, you're right, but it, I mean, to me, there are DPs also. They're like DP lights. <laughs> DP lights. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Young DP, DP light. So we got Marinos Janis is at 612,000. That's hefty. Of all the three, you know, he seems like the one that maybe we were we were least impressed. He, he came out with a flash. He's flashy, like step over. So I think we all liked him immediately off the bat, but I would say of the three, he maybe is the one that I think most are least excited about of them. I wonder how much of that is part of the transfer fee on him though. Right. Cause I'm that, sure there was some as an attacking player. You, you would almost imagine that there probably is some yeah, like that involved. Uh, Robert Veloder. Bulleter said it wrong. Whoops. Is that uh, guaranteed 427,000? That seems, uh, that seems reasonable to me. He, he has a bright future. You have to spend some money to bring in some young talent. And I loved the effort of, of getting three young players this off season. So that doesn't, I mean, I know he sat on the bench a lot of the time and some may, may say that's too much, but you know, it ain't my money. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how many of you would feel confident with a with Robert at uh, left back next season? Oh, left back, uh, left center back, or left back? left center back is what I mean. Oh. Yeah, left center back. Again, a lot depends on who he's matched up with. Yeah, that's I mean, exactly yeah. it. Yeah, I, and that's one. Of the, that's one of the, in all these conversations. It's always like, well, what about this guy at that spot? Well, it, it matters who's next to them, right? I mean, you can have a slow guy next to you as long as there's a fast guy on the other side of them. But, you know, there's there's all that Fad, balance. Fad, so. We have no fast guys <laughs> in the back. <laughs> in the back, besides yeah. Pierre, Caden, Pierre, and Dembe. Logan, and Dembe. Hey, you said none, and I'm like, but then center backs is what I meant. <laughs> Robbie's not slow. 
Izzy's not slow. It, it'll yeah, just yeah, but they're not fast, fast either. Robert would have obviously have to a lot of growing to do in in this yeah. offseason, which is definitely possible. Thad, we interviewed him. He seems quite motivated. He's got a good head on his shoulders. So it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if he did come out and you know on a on a whole new level next season. But well, yeah, he that's was a, out that's for a spell. Question. Yeah, right. He was out for a spell, like you said, and then when he came back, he played much better than he had previously. So already been some growth. Yeah, I think a lot of that is just integration into the team and the league, you know. Right. It, uh, making the jokes about speed earlier, though, it was funny. The uh, one of those uh, FIFA when they were looking at the FIFA cards, the players are talking about it, and they're right, like, yeah. "No, that that can't be Fonte. That's way too fast for him." <laughs> <laughs> it was like a thirty or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember saying that. And then, uh, so we got Logan and Denbe, my fave of the three, the cheapest of the three at 396000 Yeah, that that's solid. That seems like another, I don't know about steel, but that seems like a steal to me. If he, if he cements that role over the next however many years, that uh, then that's great. Okay, um, should we, you want to move on to current and... MLS other MLS playoffs and any just general soccer talk or do we are we wrapping up MLS uh, Sporting Kansas City 2022 salaries? Yes. Yeah. I think so wrap it up. Yep. Wrap it up. Okay, we're done. Oh, oh, oh the the other best deal of the whole thing was Ben Sweat at two hundred thousand. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we didn't talk about Ben Sweat. That was a that was an oversight on our part. <laughs> So, was that yeah. on purpose? Or? I'm, I'm, <laughs> right. Uh, maybe we could just I, we're putting a wrap on the on the salaries let's just call it a wrap on the entire season right <laughs> any yeah. other any other things we do after this can just be about about moves in the off season what we need next year it's all looking forward so we're putting a wrap on this no legendary. no more 2022 conversation is that what you're saying correct correct <laughs> we can talk about 2020 yeah hell yeah so actually let's uh, this is a good question we had the season uh, was that two years ago that we missed the playoffs this was this season was on pace to just be historically bad, the worst in club history, seemingly, and all of that. Is mm-hmm. did we end? Was this worse than the last season, or was the did the comeback at the end of this season help us with the other, with the other versus the other uh, season where we missed the playoffs? I think this one ended up better, right? We had some fun at the end. Yeah, it's definitely better. And I we, mean, it, it, we're closer, right? The last the one we missed the playoffs, it like wasn't even close, correct? It's like a game and a half out of the playoffs, right? Yeah. 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 yeah and the previous felt, time is dead. Yeah. I felt like we were all like, ah, season's over. And then we were all like looking at the table with the corner yeah. of our eye. I didn't feel like that other season, we weren't even looking at the table. We were like, hell no. I'm like, I don't care who wins or loses. At least this year, it was, it's like, I don't know. There's an overall vibe of like, okay, next season for real, no one's laughing anymore. Yeah. Like, we're going to be pretty solid. We have great. Uh, great players and a good vibe with new guys i don't know this season just feels totally different so i'm deciding now i'm not putting a bow on this season yet because i don't want to do this podcast right now because we're going to talk about some other stuff but we do need to do the podcast where we talk about all of the haters of vermice (laughs) and how quickly that was turned around and that the season kind of turned into a season of redemption and all that so we need to have that podcast i I know people are rolling their eyes at that but we're going to have that podcast at this offseason it's going to happen and, the, you know, the potential bright side of having both Alan and Gotti back. That's true. I say potential because you, you never know how they come back. Right. right. But even if they even if they come back as just bit players, the team was pretty good without them. Yep. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Okay. So Robert, you mentioned we've, we've got some MLS playoffs starting tonight or not starting tonight. Games are playing, are being played this evening, but I don't really care about that. <laughs> <With me. laughs> okay, then. All right. Seattle has been eliminated. That made me happy. That was one last thing I was holding on to there. I don't care too much about MLS playoffs. I want to, let's talk about the current. We got, we got Kevin here. He's got his new background. Come it's, on. All, it's all teal and red and Casey current everywhere. So yes, let's talk about the current. They are facing the OL rain. Uh, this weekend, I believe, is it is it Sunday? Sunday. Sunday yes, uh, in the NWSL semifinals. Hell yeah, we are. Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> I I am so excited. I mean, I get we're. I'm sure we're gonna talk about it, but the huge blow of hearing the news about Claire was just like, oh, just mm. like no. Like obviously, that type of injury is just horrible at any time. It's it like it could change players and what and whatnot. And it's just in the playoffs on top of that. It's just so it just sucks. And against Houston, what garbage like man, that game. I was so mad during that game just because the fans were obnoxious. I hate everything Houston. And I, I was happy at the end. That was amazing. The end was great, but seeing her go off and they were carrying her, you just already knew. Yeah. The carrying is, is what is what killed it, killed it there. So uh, Kevin is referring to Claire Lavagodes. Love, love <laughs> <laughs> we have no French majors in here? No. Lavoger. Lavoger. <laughs> Claire Lavoger. In my head, I had a funnier pronunciation of it to get it wrong earlier, and then I couldn't even get the mispronunciation wrong. Claire Lavoger. What makes it weird, though, is there's a player on the team named Chloe Legarzo. So like I That's mentally right. I get those messed up sometimes I, I I so I always have to like pause like every time I say one of them's name I have to pause for a second. I thought and, I thought they were the same player and announcers were saying their names differently. <laughs> That's I thought I thought it was just mistaken announcers. Anyway, the injury that he is referring to, she suffered a torn ACL. She was carried off of the field. Why she was carried off by by people and not on a stretcher is a question. Oh my god, that is a weird thing about NWSL versus other leagues. I don't know that that wasn't pretty to see, but uh, yeah, the, the injury. That's a lack of that's lack of uh, resources in Houston. Yeah, that's got to be straight yeah, up. Is it, can we just bl- yeah? Are we blaming Houston versus like problems with NWSL? Because that that seems like something NWSL has had down for a while, right? Somebody gets hurt like that, they carry him off on a stretcher normally. Yeah. I, just get I, a I think that's card. like local. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you see it in like the third division, third tier of every league in the world. Like, come on, the, the right. fact that they carried you and. You could see how pain, how much pain she was in. They carried her all the way to the through the tunnel. It was just embarrassing. It was embarrassing. They should Houston should be embarrassed by that. Yeah, Houston should be embarrassed about a lot of things, but they're not. Period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're Houston. The color, like uh-huh. everything. You know, hey, they had a sellout stadium. They set a record for uh, attendance, but which. Yeah, which is a, which is unique since they really have terrible attendance all the rest of the time. Exactly. Yes, more at that game than most most Dynamo games, I think. Yeah. No, no, at, all. At, oh. Tell us, tell us, give us a little preview. To, talk about the OL Rain game that is coming up this weekend. Who'd you send that to, Robert? No, I no to you, you Mr. Sad. Uh, <laughs> well, it, it's going to be interesting. The two teams have faced. They faced each other uh, twice this season. Both teams won one zero at home. Mm. When current played in Seattle early in the season, they were missing several players and the coach due to COVID. Oh, early in the so, season doesn't count. That was like a different year for the current. Yeah, that was pre their long stretch of uh, right. win, of being unbeaten. But some of those players may be called into play now because of Lavoje's injury and uh, just needing depth at this point. But when they played here, it was a one nothing win with a, a Labanta goal like early on, uh, like 18th or 20th minute, something like that. And in all but one of her goals this year has been a, a PK. So she deserves a, some credit for all of those uh, not misses. So, but it, it should be interesting. It'll be a good matchup. Um, Laura Harvey is the coach of Oil Rain. She's thought to be one of the better coaches in the league. I think she's actually pretty mediocre. Because she's been, she's had some really, really talented teams that have failed to progress very far. Uh, so it, that just remains to be seen what what she can do with this team. 
and Matt Potter is obviously a, his first playoffs ever. And, you know, got one win under his belt and you got the rain who have had a week off and the current who have actually probably, it was probably good to play Houston because they were both teams that had very little playoff experience. Neither team had been to the playoffs before, at least of this version of the Kansas city of a Kansas city team. And a lot of players on both teams had never been in playoffs before. They, there was very little playoff experience across both of those squads. Now Kansas city has playoff experience. So that little extra atmosphere and Houston did have a, a tough atmosphere. You know, we made fun of them, but they did have a lot of people in the stands and a tough atmosphere. So I see that as being a plus from having that game experience. So what's a good matchup to keep an eye on between these two individual matchup? Yeah, I don't know. That was, that's a good question. I'm not familiar with the OL reign. Did they have, they got national team players? Yeah. Megan. Oh yeah. Megan. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and, and they do have some other ones um, trying to, if I started quoting them, uh, there's Alana cook uh, defender uh, Bethany Bowser has had some time called up. She was uh, Jessica Fishlock, which is Wales. Uh, Tobin Heath is out, though, for the year because of an injury. Sophia Herta, U.S. national team defender. Actually, I really like her. Uh, trying to – oh, Rose Lavelle, which is like, you know, probably – Nice. You know, she's a top ten player in the world. Yeah, for sure. How do you how do you name all those people and forget Rose Lavelle? Because <laughs> we didn't forget her. Because I'm rolling down the list, man. Sinclair – Sinclair Mira Montez. I'm not even sure how she's doing, but she's from Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, Rapino. I really like their keeper, uh, and I'm not don't know how to say her name, but Fallon Tulis Joyce. You really like painting a difficult picture of a challenge here. Yeah, yeah this, that sounds like a squad. You said <laughs> you said someone. With, they do. You said someone with the name Fishlock. That that's she sounds formidable. I don't. Uh, that sounds like she's gonna. Be oh no, she's 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 actually been one of the best players in the league since it like early in the years, and a she's uh, midfielder. She should be a defender. She's uh. <laughs> no, she's she's like one of the players from that team that I wouldn't mind having because she would just she would just like tear some people up. All right. So question, and I think I know the answer. Why is the game being played in Seattle? Oh. Yeah, I saw that Lumen Field. That confused me. Because OL Reign is higher in seed. Seattle, and they have the higher seed. Okay. But okay. Okay. All right. I thought maybe they were doing like a small tournament to save costs and travel, and just doing it all in Seattle or something like the that. The finals too. in DC, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, finals at a neutral site in okay. DC. Yeah. Uh, the other match is uh, Portland. Uh, the and the Thorns were the other uh high seed so thorns are always in the mix yeah unfortunately they're usually good and supposedly there's going to be a good crowd in seattle which is not shocking but just another tough road game yeah uh, portland is actually usually is the team that has the best normal attendance but now with some of the expansion teams and you know teams getting more attention like i said houston had their biggest crowd ever set a record for the playoffs and then it was beat the next day so it was by san right. diego right uh and san diego's who's playing portland and right. you you will know them because they have alex morgan so. i guess i was just surprised that they play it in that stadium but the, the pacific northwest i guess i should have known better they play everything in that stadium they, they got no <laughs> other stadiums out there I, I it's like weird that we were getting kind of some stick from Seattle fans fans right before, or at least we, I mean me, but right before that last uh, Seattle game. And it's like, I so badly want to be like, you play on a football field. Okay. And then, and then uh, people who represent Seattle Sounders, uh, they, they were making fun of our, our stadium capacity for the women's team for 2044. Yeah. I'm like, dog, you play on plastic on a football field. You're dude. playing in a guest stadium. Do not, uh, they're not allowed to yeah. question the capacity of any other soccer specific stadium. Exactly. First women's soccer specific stadium. Like how about your team gets their own state? I mean, actual soccer field, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Before Literally, we talk yeah. crap. Imagine, yeah, yeah. imagine talking shit on the very first soccer women's soccer specific stadium ever oh it's not eighty thousand seats hmm. yeah 
a like, new level where's of yours at <laughs> yeah, right. yeah new there, level there's a class. whole list of things that they need to accomplish first grass <laughs> their own stadium yeah there's uh, a list. humility intelligence yes. and their uh, air air purifiers I, I hear that they can't breathe over there right now yeah. <laughs> right uh so i didn't mean to entirely poopa the in the the mls playoffs um kevin i know you you have been doing live streams for those I was yeah. disappointed for your sake that RSL went out. I know you're, this man is a professional RSL troll. So I want <laughs> them to stay in it, but and yeah, I, know, yeah. I know you like talking shit with the RSL fans. Oh, uh, it was like, yeah. Uh, if they maybe one more game, just give me one more. I, I would, oh God, I would have loved to see them play. I don't know, like just a semifinal and then just almost taste glory and then fall short. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, nah, kick them out now. Forget it. I'm already getting blown up by them. Like, every, oh, oh, can't can't talk to someone who's not in the playoffs. I'm like, dog. All right, that's that's it. Hey, they had that last year. They had their run. That's that's all I get. That's true. Yeah, that's it. Uh, You're done. I was mildly rooting for them against Austin, though. I, I mean, <laughs> really, in the the Austin Salt Lake game, the only winner could have been the giant space meteor of death. That's the only way I could have been <laughs> I saw happy. That. Okay. Um. Hey, come on. There's Davey Arno. Come on, Thad. Davey would be a sacrificial lamb. He's with Hydra, man. It's like, it's, if this was a Marvel movie, movie, all the Austin players would be like whispering hail Hydra to each other. That's, they're evil. I know a lot. I'm pretty much every sporting fan I know that I've talked to about this are just totally against Austin, just hates Austin. I, I have, a, I just want to know why. One, I only have an alliance because a player played for my club in Argentina. I like him. I've always liked him. And I actually want him to go back, like get out of the, of MLS. But uh, I just want to know, is it just like new blood? It's annoying. They're like, you know, close neighbors because LAFC is kind of like the California version in my eyes, same thing, but I don't know. Well, I, I can tell you why for, from my point, it's, it started with our owner to, uh, with in Columbus who then, basically tanked their good efforts and then like oh we're going to move them to texas then when the crew fans like basically save their team and less like oh well we'll just give you an expansion team then mm. so basically he didn't even buy an expansion team he built he bought a regular team and at, at a lower price and then screwed them and then got a team in austin which is what he was wanting to do the whole entire time so it was the the owner evil uh machinations you know maneuvers that i hated fr from that point okay from the start, it runs yeah. deep guys it runs deep it runs down this is the beginning and then um san antonio was in the running to try to get an mls team and because anthony precourt just moved a team to austin just got a team awarded to him in austin that just blew their chances out of the water yeah um so there was that aspect to it and then there, there's like more about like some of their coaching staff. I don't need to go into that because <laughs> right. I may need to interview them again at some point. Um, but Davey Arnault is great. So, I mean, I, I would like him to at least be out of town when the giant space meteor of death hits there, but right. it would have been perfect if it was when RSL was there. So, yeah. <laughs> so are we pushing for LAFC because of uh, Ilya and no. um, it's like and... hurts even more if, if they, oh. <laughs> Really, Come Ilya, on. and why can't I think of the other guy's uh, name? Latif. Latif, thank you. Latif. I don't know why I couldn't think of that, but Latif. no, okay. You want the oh, Galaxy okay. to beat him? Come no, on, no, that's what? worse. That's worse. Okay. I have a hard time rooting for any LA team. Can I? Uh, how about Montreal? Can I just, or Cincinnati? Let Let's go. Small markets. Hey, Montreal's got Kai, so you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay, there you go. I could root for Kai. I, I don't, everyone could root. For, I mean, he's been on every team in MLS. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I'm going to go for Philly. Yeah, I, yeah, I want Philly. Dupe, dupe. Uh, um, and I mean, they're, they've, they've done a lot of things really right. Jim Curtin's done a great, great coaching job. They brought in homegrown players. They've sold homegrown players. They've done all of that stuff. And I've always had decent interactions with Philly fans. So yeah, they sold off Brendan Aronson for, for their sacrifice for the men's national team. I want them to win MLS cup playoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, they're solid and they're fun. They're, it's like, was it last season? They were so close and yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just like hurt. It, that whole situation was not good for them. And they, they feel like they got screwed over. And then this season, they just been, I don't know. They just been massacring recently. And then 
I don't know. It'll be fun. It, it that or Cincy. That's another one that I'm I'm cool with. But a, a horrible final would be in my eyes at NYFC versus LA Galaxy. I'm not like <laughs> I'm not watching. No, hell way. no. That's what that's what MLS. You're, wants, but you would yes. watch it and just hate tweet it. That's yeah. I mean. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I'll watch it and just yeah. I, I don't even know. I wouldn't even stream that. I couldn't. It would just be so painful to watch. But yeah, I think you're right. Actually, the league would probably want that. Or any LA team, New York team, they'd be like, hell yeah, let's do it. So no matter what, I think I think uh, we're definitely getting – I think we're getting LAFC. This is my prediction. Um, it's not going to be a, an amazing one. I think it's LAFC versus uh, Philly, and um, I'm going to say Philly gets it. Wow, that's, I, could, I could do that. I would watch that final. Yeah, I think that final would be cool, and I could root for someone. Okay, um, we're wrapping up here, but Thad, let's give us something about the Comets. We need some. We need some KC soccer here. I believe the season is starting. Did they just announce the schedule? I think we got some new players and stuff, right? The schedule's been out for a little while now, but we just hadn't really talked about it. But they open up on uh, Thanksgiving weekend, so they'll be at St. Louis on the twenty fifth and at home on the twenty sixth, playing the Ambush. They've uh. Most of their player signings recently have actually been uh, re-signing players, like, you know, just getting them back under contract. Uh, Henry Ramirez, Ramirez, Felipe Abreu. I I cannot say that name, sorry. (laughs) Mirko Sandoveri and uh, Lalo Alonso. Uh, So these are guys who were already under contract before, but they did uh, announce a new keeper today, uh, Sway Mazan. Mazan. It's okay. We don't don't hand out fines here for NAS. It's okay. yeah, well, that's why I try to always avoid like saying the names I can't say, but you know, <laughs> it sometimes doesn't work. But they have like they've actually got four keepers under the contract, although they haven't announced the fourth one because one of their their main keeper uh, had a little uh, uh, little minor surgery, so he should be like ready in the season, but not necessarily right at the start. Uh, but one of those keepers is Stephen Tukeski, who was a former sporting. Uh, academy keeper and then went off to i think it was uh what maybe it was west virginia but he was he was uh playing big 12 or one of those um he was playing in one of the big college soccer teams at least for a while and he's pretty good keeper i just don't know how he'll adapt to that then uh, i've heard they've got some more signings coming league wise they have a combine uh uh, that you could have could sign up for and then they're going to have a uh, basically a draft of players out of the combine and college and the comets will pick 11th out of 14 because they were pretty good last year. Kevin, did you play you, you, you baller? I I've always played always indoor was always fun to oh, indoor is my favorite. Yeah. Indoor yeah. was always fun for me, but yeah, I, I don't know much about the, I know last season or was it last season or the before COVID where they went, like to the playoffs. I just saw a bunch of posts about well, it. I wasn't going to remind people of, for those who don't remember in the NASL was kind of experiencing a moment last year. It, it, the league was not getting back to its glory days of the eighties, but no, the, the attendance was up and, and yeah, th- things are, things are looking up for the NASL. I'm going to go to some games this year. I like the blue field. I don't get out and support the blue field <laughs> as much for the comments. They, uh, one of the things they, they did last year was they had JP Della camera, um, uh, Shep Messing and uh, Keith Tozier that were all like old indoor guys, but have all uh, big connections across soccer world in general, come back to the league and become the commissioner and the director of communications and whatever the other role was. Yeah. So it, that got them a lot of attention around the soccer world and got them a lot of mentions on Sirius satellite radio and a lot of other places. I'm just going to say this Shep messing is a name. That is a soccer name. That guy, oh, yeah. that guy is soccer. I know that. Okay. I have no idea who Shep messing is. Shep messing. <laughs> I know that name. Someone I know, I know I'm admitting this. He Don't was a Cosmo at one point is okay. Is that, oh, that's, wow. that is his claim to fame. Thad doesn't even look happy with that with that of him well he was a goalkeeper for the new york arrows in early misl days won a number of championships okay. with them okay. and then of course moved on to play by play announcer or commentator so uh, he's a he's arena indoor soccer guy 
not not like any other not soccer outside of nasl Shep? no he was he played outdoor he uh is the announcer right, the cosmos yeah cosmos okay yeah OG. He, he was uh announcer i think for the red bulls or uh so yeah. he i mean he's oh, okay He's like he, when you if you listen to like the Red Bulls home I think it was the Red Bulls their home broadcast he was like the annoying guy that talked oh! all the time. I, I didn't watch the main Bulls. guy or the color guy for the Red Bulls because the the, the the guy has a voice that stands out. Probably the color guy. Yeah, yeah, color guy. But hey guys, I am playing indoor Friday night for the first time in a while. So Ooh, at the soccer lot. I will be no. In Lee Summit, I will be uh, sore Saturday, guaranteed. <laughs> oh, at that church? At All Star, old All Star. Uh, yeah, at old the Stop church, yep, yeah. next to, uh, used to be what, Paradise Park or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All Star, used to be a roller roller skating rink. Oh, man, good old days. <laughs> so much. What, what time's your game, man? Maybe I'll come out and, I mean, root for you or laugh or, <laughs> or laugh. Nine o'clock is when we start. Nine p.m. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> All right. Bring guys. a camera. Uh, Kevin, thank you very much for joining. We're gonna we're gonna bother you a lot this off season. We're gonna get Heck you yeah. this off season. We got a lot of nonsense to talk about. So let's go. I'm down. Thank you guys for having me again. So maybe we should live stream the pod through you and then put it out on audio later. Let's go. He's That's like, fun. Connection to the live stream audience. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, "Who are these guys again?" They're like, no, these <laughs> yeah. are legends. These are legends. <laughs> chat. What do you mean? Uh, all right, guys. We'll talk soon. Go sports. All right. See Woo. you guys. Just been sent off Some part of strong and all Come stop my fun fun things Got me drinking My fun fun things Got me drinking My fun fun things Got me drinking Give me real whiskey When I'm gin Anything to shake this food I'm in My fun fun things Got me drinking My fun fun things Got me drinking Bye.